good evening sir because i remember something called spiritual quotient and mm. that being discussed once so mm. i think what you were just talking about was related to that could you expand please on what is spiritual quotient and how can one develop that A spiritual quotient i do not honestly remember how i had uh, uh, explained it or defined it the last time so what i will say now might be uh, totally different or even at odds with the previous thing uh, but let's still go ahead because you know to me spiritual quotient is simply your uh, intention to remain honest spiritual quotient is simply your courage to live your love hmm? spiritual quotient is is your willingness to face ugliness when you look at yourself there is no excuse without self knowledge right and why is self knowledge so difficult one could say one does not have knowledge of psychology because one had no access to a university or a library but why must self knowledge be difficult self knowledge means knowing oneself you are not a far off library you don't have to seek admission in some external university to know yourself you are available you are accessible why do you still not know yourself because you will not bear to admit what you come across when you look at yourself so that's sq the willingness to not to be dishonest to oneself to to the love towards truth what is the price i am prepared to pay that's your sq sq is not uh, about the number of scriptures you have read it's not about the number of verses you have memorized nor is it about the number of rituals that you practice it's not about how disciplined you are with your religious practices no sq is none of these sq is love honesty courage love towards the truth honesty in terms of acknowledging the truth and the courage to admit that you have been a liar ah worse than a liar you have been a lie all along if you have that then you have a high sq love honesty courage
And how does one uh, progress or is it something that one can develop or increase or enhance in oneself? If one wants to. So how does one develop SQ? By having love, honesty and courage. It's a choice. It's a choice. When something is a matter of choice, it need not be developed. One does not develop when it comes to a choice. One exercises a choice. One exercises it. See, if you do not have muscles, you develop them. The problem with people is not that they do not have a spiritual muscle. The problem is that they do not exercise it. Now that's a choice. Having a muscle is one thing. Having it and still not exercising it is another thing. What's funny is that when you exercise it, you develop it. <laughs> so how do you develop love, courage and honesty? By being loving, courageous and honest. How do you develop a muscle? By exercising it. <laughs> As opposed to something like an intelligence quotient, which, uh, you know, supposedly is, you know... Yes, it's not a matter of practice. It's not a matter of practice. You could say it is a matter of practice, but much before the practice comes the choice. You know, developing the muscle by way of exercising it, involves repetitions and practice. We agree. But all that is a choice. Huh? Because, because the muscle pains. When you stretch it, when you pull it, when you lift that weight, it pains. There has to be a willingness to bear the pain. There has to be a love for strength. There has to be honesty to admit that you are responsible for your own weakness if you do not exercise it. If you do not exercise your muscles, then you are the one who is choosing to remain weak. So, so it's, it's about just taking a decision. I decide to not to be afraid. A lot of people will say this is simplistic or utopian or impractical. But it's after a lot of consideration that I'm saying that this is the only practical and possible way. There has to be a decision. Nothing else works. A moment comes when you simply say, I drop all the nonsense. And that moment, it is very possible, might not come after thousands of years of practice. Practice does not lead you there. You can keep practicing and yet never decide to drop it. And you can drop it right now. So all things kept aside, it's a matter of choice. 
SQ is choice. So has grace got anything to do with spiritual quotient? Even grace is choice, you see. Uh, and that choice is not made by grace. The sun is shining bright. One chooses to crawl under a rock. Grace will not rain on you. It's a choice to come out to the sun. It's a choice to receive the brightness right in your eye. It's a choice. Grace is not conditional. The condition is imposed by the recipient of the grace, not by grace. The sun is not saying, I do not want to illuminate everybody. The sun is equally available to everybody. If you are uh, still in the dark, it's your choice. Mm -hmm. so, 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 grace is not something you can blame situations for. Else, grace sounds so much like luck. And the entire discussion becomes fatalistic. You say, oh, you know, grace shone so abundantly over him. That's the reason he could develop his IQ. And grace was a little partial in my case. I didn't have a good measure of favor from grace. And that's the reason why I am spiritually underdeveloped. One, one could say things like that, right? No, no, no. Grace is unconditional. The condition is from our side. And that's the choice I'm talking of. Thank you, sir. Okay. Hello, sir. If one is trying to learn something, but is not getting emotional fulfillment, it becomes difficult to learn. And how to tackle that? It's not a very difficult thing to learn. What if uh, it's about uh, uh, fighting, fighting cancer? And you have third stage cancer. Survival chances are slim. Uh, you don't want to give up. One round of chemotherapy, one kind of treatment, then another round, another kind, this, that, a thousand things you are trying. And it's not if, as if you are uh, uh, seeing very visible progress. But you still continue to fight, right? Right? So it's not, uh, it's not necessarily progress that uh, uh, keeps you going. It's an appreciation of the importance of the project that keeps you going, or at least does not let you buckle down. 
what I'm doing is very, very important. And because it is important, so it has to be done. Irrespective of whether there is clear progress or not. That does not mean that I do not bother for success. Obviously, if I see success, that's wonderful. But even if I do not see success, now I cannot retreat. The option to drop the project has been dropped. Are you getting it? And that's how one, one proceeds in life. Not on the basis of emotional fulfillment, but on the basis of an appreciation and an acknowledgement of the importance of what you are doing. These are two very different things. Emotion versus importance. You can be emotional about something very unimportant, right? If you look at emotional people, mostly they are emotional about very trivial things, are they not? Somebody is emotional uh, about his handkerchief and that happens. People argue and then they get emotional. And the argument was over something very flimsy. So it's not your emotion that can uh, really take you uh, through the uh, travails of life. You must know what is really, really important. And for that, you need attention. You need to have uh, an honesty, a love that does not allow self-delusion. You cannot tolerate to keep yourself in the dark. You say, fine, uh, even if I uh, lie to others, even if I misrepresent to others, at least let me know for myself what the reality is like. And when you know that, then you come upon the real importance of something, anything. And that's when your, your commitment and your real energy is activated. Emotional attachment or emotional fulfillment, uh, all, all this is alright, but it cannot take you far. You cannot uh, spend an entire life on an emotional upsurge. If you want to unflinchingly remain with something, then you must know who you are and why that thing is important to you. Emotion mostly arises from blind physical tendencies. It's an upsurge, it's a balloon, it's a tide. And the tide has both ebb and flow. There is nobody who remains or can remain in an aroused emotional state for too long. Can you? So even if emotion does unleash energy, it is short-lived. Anger, for example, opens up a lot of energy within. Adrenaline. 
But how long can you afford to remain angry? You will die of high BP. You will get a cardiac arrest. If you are continuously angry for a week. A week is probably too much. Two days. Maybe six hours. You are gone. People want sexual arousal. They consume aphrodisiacs. And then they die. Because the body cannot tolerate that level of arousal for too long. That's emotion. But consciousness, not only can it tolerate a heightened state, it actually craves for the continuity of a heightened state. That's the difference. Heightened emotion is drain of energy. Emotion is temporal. Heightened consciousness is the best use of energy. Heightened consciousness is the discipline of energy. So you, you require understanding rather than emotion. And when you understand, a beautiful thing happens. Emotion toes the line. If you really understand, you will find a great change in your life. Your emotion will become a follower of your understanding. And there is no better state you can aspire for as a conscious being. Now emotion is not your enemy. Now emotion is not a blind lead. Now emotion is not even a blind master leading you into dark forests. Now you are indeed still emotional. You do experience emotion. But the quality of experience has changed. The quality has sublimated. It's the experience of a scientist. It's the emotion of a of a scientist when he sees something extraordinary in his laboratory for the first time. It is the emotion of a saint when he looks at all the suffering and ignorance widespread in the world. The scientist, you can find his face laced with tears. The saint too is crying. Obviously there is emotion. But this emotion has a totally different quality because it is arising from your understanding. Are you getting it? Huh? And when you stay put, skill is something that you gradually or sometimes rapidly do learn. Sooner than later, skill is inevitable if you have given your, your heart to something. And even if the project that you have taken up is so uh, difficult, uh, that it's difficult, that it's, uh, it's a, mm, a tedious thing to be skilled at it, you still don't give up. You say, fine, 
fine. I might not be an expert at this thing. Skill-wise, I might not be very proficient. But the thing is so important, I cannot give up on it. So I'll continue to be at it. Uh, so my question is, how we can find balance between these two, social and spiritual life? Hmm? Uh, time that I, how we can find uh, balance between social and spiritual life? Social and spiritual, spiritual life. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the time that I spend socializing, I find myself moving away uh, from my spiritual interest. To socialize with spiritual people, that's the answer. Then there will be then there will be no division, no exclusivity. Right now it is spiritual or social. Let it be social and spiritual. But sir, uh, you cannot find like-minded people uh, whenever you want. Uh, means you are have you, to be in the situation. Are you so unique and special? Seriously? No. No, no. So there are others. There are others. It's just that we are slave to our past and habits. So we carry some friends from the past or from coincidence. And then we stick to those people. There is no need. Find out the right people you can socialize with. And if you cannot find them in college, find them online. If you can't find them online, find them in books. If you cannot find them anywhere, then stay with yourself. But for sure you can find them. It's not that uh, the world is so, so bereft of uh, spiritual people. You will find them right in your college. Um, first of all, I would like to thank my institute, ITM, for giving this wonderful opportunity to all of us to have this interactive session with uh, Acharyaji. Indeed, Acharyaji, this was a great session and I was, uh, like me, the other, but I've been closely engrossed in the discussion that we were having. Uh, I would like to, you know, uh, throw some light on what are the topics that was discussed by you. You gave a beautiful example of how women empowerment needs to be framed by different uh, bodies and how, what is the role of government, legal, society, and the books that we read. You beautifully explained how the mind has made different shapes and name and because of which we are caged amongst the doubt of what we want to do with the relationship. Uh, there was a beautiful question asked by few questions by few students on Vikago, uh, okay, which was beautifully explained that it keeps repeating and it is not just by with you, it has happened in past by many, many, and when we experience it again, okay, we say something new has happened with us, okay. Uh, beautifully told by you that yes, the importance has not to be given to the shortcuts of learning, but we need to read our religious texts, we need to get back to the habit of reading and learning through it. So that we have an in-depth knowledge and where, when we have an in-depth knowledge, the way to spirituality is going to be high. Thank you so much, Acharyaji, for giving your precious time, your input on the session. Thank you so much, Acharyaji, for this insightful session. Thank you. I thoroughly enjoyed. Even we thoroughly. Thank you, sir. <laughs>